Hold fast to dreams, for if dreams die, life is a broken-winged bird that cannot fly. Hold fast to dreams, for when dreams go, life is a barren field frozen with snow. By Langston Hughes. And welcome back. So, we will go right into some bookkeeping here, uh, based on where we left off. Put all that stuff. Almost like I moved things around for another game. So, we're sitting at a chaos factor of six. We watched as Yakim became aware that John Francois may not have been all that he had seemed up front. A seemingly simple, not even quite bandit, just more of like a job thief. But as he uh, came back to Dodge City in Kansas, he checked the bullet or checked the um, bounty boards as he had brought in Valen, the bandit who had set him up and John Francois. Uh, and despite the fact that they walked out of that trap, it's none the worse for wear, to be completely honest. Uh, they did, or at least Yakim took uh, Valen back with him. Checking in, he made contact with his, the organization he apparently is working for, known as the JLA, the Juicer Liberation Army, uh, had set up shop here in Dodge City, including the head of the JLA, Julian I., the general of the JLA and seemingly uh, kind of like semi-recruiter who had brought Yakim into the fold. And as we learned a little bit of back history, both for Yakim and for the JLA in, in general, including defining one of his hindrances, finding out that his enemy actually is the coalition state, the, for lack of a better term, the Nazi movement for human supremacy in the domain of man in North America. But, uh, the job that he was sent out to do, which was retrieve an intact doll for effectively a local bounty to help support the JLA financially, uh, was a bust. Julian agreed to take the doll back with him and see if he can get a couple of pennies for it. But in the process, he realized, or at least Julian could see right away, that Yakim is suffering. He is starting to go towards the final phase and the last burnout that all juicers have to face. As he took Valen back to try to get a couple of pennies for her bounty to find out that she had absolutely none, which was an absolute shock to me when I rolled the Chaos Factors. Um, but in a seemingly just random moment, he turned and asked to see if there was anything specific for his new friend, Jean-Francois, to find out that not only was there a bounty, an active bounty for him, he was on the most wanted list. And with a random roll right afterwards... A roar of a motorcycle came down the street, and down the street, just slightly from where Yakim himself already was, he saw Jean-Francois step off the bike that he had departed him with uh, maybe half a day ago, and step out into Dodge City and disappear into a building. And that is where we are going to pick up. So as we move into the scene, we're going to start off right off the bat. Let's see. Uh, I don't think the fate chart's going to change too much, though that is kind of a big shift. We're going to look at, right away, that is an 8, which is above the chaos factor. So 
our next scene is going to move pretty much as expected. And the question is, of course, what are we going to be expecting here? Yakim is a little shocked, so I'm going to ask a fake question right away. Is Yakim going to be, is he going to care enough right now to investigate this? Or is he going to try to see about getting a new job? So I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this honestly a likely that Yakim is going to be curious with the chaos factor of six, that's a 75 and below. Yakim going to follow up on Jean Francois. That is an 82. Uh, no. So uh, Yakim just kind of watches it over for a second, kind of takes a mental note, his eyes narrow. Ah, oh, fuck, I don't have time for that right now. Come on. Now he points back to Valen. And she's like, well, I'm riding with you there, partner. I, I don't know anybody here. You fucking hauled me out of my home. You know, you came, you know, not much of a home. You were just trapping people as they were stuck out there in the middle of the wild lands, weren't you? Because it's a job, you know, paid the bills, got protection, got food. Didn't know a question what kind of food it was, but, you know, I got fed. So, uh, do you have any money? Do you have a place to stay? She goes, you took me from everything. I don't have a dime on me. Fuck. Uh, I am going to, let's see here. I'm not going to say it's part of his obligation, but I will say that he has a code of honor. Uh, so I'm going to give this a 50-50. Does Yakeem feel somehow that he has to now take care of Aelin at least for a little bit to get her back on her feet? Uh, so, roll... That is a 22, so it's not an exceptional yes. Let me go, fine, whatever, you can crash with me. She goes, oh, do you you have a place in town? You invite all the girls back? No, shut up. And then the question's going to be now, does Yakeem have an apartment in Dodge City, or is he just hopping hotel room to hotel room? Uh, I'm going to say it's likely he has his own apartment here, but let's find out. Uh, 36, yeah. So, we're now establishing Yakeem has an apartment. It's probably low rent, but we'll roll a table on it to find out. So, low rent apartment. Now, let's go over to the tables. Let's see if we can find something that would be interesting to help describe what kind of apartment Yakeem, a slowly dying juicer, might have. We're going to go to... I'm going to pick location. That sounds good. And I'm going to roll twice. So rule number one, it is two, an active 47. Impressive. Okay. Well, I like active. Active ties into what we saw the juicer bar. So maybe what it is. Okay. The, uh, the juicer bar that... Yakeem went to check in with Julian. Maybe it's actually the remains of a much larger apartment building that wasn't completely destroyed in the cataclysm. And so, naturally, as the JLA is kind of both taking up shop and hiding here, trying to uh, catch their breath and accumulate enough funding to get back onto the Great Crusade. Uh, we're going to say that the apartments that were above were probably, let's say that they were, you know, it's marked as impressive. They were of nicer quality. 
So as uh, Yakim starts taking Valen back, they cut around the juicer bar at the bottom. Uh, they go into a side entrance. The lobby itself is still marble, though the glass on the front doors is long gone. Nobody stands behind the um, the guard desk. But maybe there is. Let's see. I'm going to say, this is the JLA after all. I'm going to say it's very likely that if there's not a guard, that there's at least a camera. So very likely it's 90 and below. Yeah, even now. Actually, very likely 85. No. Uh, there is no protection on the front. Uh, arrogant as they are, the the JLA don't even bother to post a camera. Which makes sense, though, because the average juicer knows that he's not going to live for too terribly long. He or she is... Uh, they only need about four hours of sleep per night. There's probably a constant rotation of folks in the bar downstairs. And, of course, a juicer is a one-person walking army. What kind of juicer would be willing to sit behind a desk for hours at a time just watching other juicers come and go for catnaps? So, as they go to the elevator, which is surprisingly powered, uh, the lights come up. And uh, let's see here. We'll do something a little fun with a D20. Uh, Yakim's apartment is on the fifth floor. Valen's kind of shocked. She's like, oh, wow, you guys live here? No, this is real swanky. Nah, I've mostly been living in tents my entire life, sometimes out of the back of like RVs or vans. Hell, when we found the 2x4 uh, and, you know, set up shop there in that... Uh, cargo mechanics bay thing that was the nicest place i ever lived you've been living up here in like a high rise oh my god are those drapes and he came's like yeah we found this place no one was living in it power still worked so took over the bar you take over the apartment on top right she goes wow you guys really have some money he's like no we we really don't uh, and as the door dings open and the slide opens up there is you know this red carpet that runs down the, the kind of like almost rat's nest maze of intersecting hallways leading to various apartments throughout this larger building Yakim comes up to one rattles the doorknob a little bit uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna give him we'll do a notice roll five yeah he's uh he goes to Jimmy the door a little bit. It pops open and the hinge itself squeaks. Uh, and he reaches a hand out and catches a small book of matches. And kind of looks at it and nods. Goes, All right, good. Come on in. So the door opens up. Uh, it's a beautifully appointed apartment. Though it looks like it belongs to someone else. And it very obviously does. There's a series of blankets and pillows on the floor. Uh, in the middle of like a sunken den with hardwood. Um, there's a couch that looks like it may have gone to a little bit of mold, but it is still beautifully upholstered. Uh, and Valen kind of walks in. She goes, Sir, running water too? Yeah, bathroom's right over there. Kitchen's right up here. Uh, he unslings his pack, uh, hangs it on a coat hook as a, a vibro sword and a effectively a juicer sniper rifle. Now just kind of drape. Now looks at it for a second. 
narrows her eyes and then realizes who she's dealing with and like, well, I'm going to go freshen up. <laughs> Yakeem just kind of goes, it won't be necessary. You're sleeping in there. And he points over to kind of a side room. She pokes her head in. She's like, there ain't nothing in here. He goes, well, because you're not staying for long. Okay, but, you know, it'd be nicer if I could have like some, um, maybe a bed, you know, one of those big four-poster ones. I saw one in a magazine, though. It came from pre-apocalypse. And yeah, just go freshen up or do whatever you want. You, you sleep wherever you want. I'll just sleep in the other room. He goes, oh, okay. Well, you know, this is only temporary. He's like, yes, thank you. And he uh, settles in for a little bit. Let's see, he, uh, he picks up a communicator. Now, these things primarily rely on, on radio. Uh, the cell satellite services have been long dead. Uh, nothing has long-range communication anymore. Radios themselves have an average range here of maybe 50 miles if they're powered, uh, like high-powered, uh, 200 miles if they are permanently constructed, the highest rate of sight. The coalition states may have the technology high enough to do something longer using laser relays, but for a group of effectively mercenaries, maybe labeled terrorists, the best they're going to have are just small powered radios. Uh, he kind of flips it up. A uh, list of different contact frequencies show up on the screen, and he begins dialing down to one. And uh, let's see, who would he contact here? Bad luck, enemy of the coalition, and obligation. Uh, I'm going to look for something here. I thought I saw a chart that does a very quick... Oh, I know exactly where it is. And it's in the book that I don't have. So hold tight. Just one second. So I am going to roll on the contacts table because I feel like he would have a contact to help him get jobs. He probably doesn't get them directly from Julian. But actually, that's a really good fake question to start with. Does JLA get their jobs directly through Julian? Does he broker everything? I'm going to give this a 50-50, which... With our current chaos factor is 65, 31. So yes, they get their jobs to Julian. So he uh, busts open the radio uh, and just hears the crackle. Takes a couple minutes and suddenly, uh, hey there, kiddo, what you need? Nah, Julian goes, hey. I recognize that the last job I picked up wasn't perfect, but uh, I think there's any chance of some other work. Uh, just get something settled and situated so I can get right out of here first thing tomorrow morning. That's something you really want there, son? Because I'm sure I could find you something, but I want to make sure you're you're good to go. If you need some downtime, you need to go you know, talk to a patch-up or a doc. You just let me know. Nah, Julian, I want to get I want to get back to work, man. All right. I'll uh I'll read you something to you shortly. So let's roll and build a mission profile using the Savage Rift uh, Game Master's Handbook, starting on page sixty-three. And this is where we do an adventure generator. I'm going to pick this a little bit differently 
than just running directly out of um, Mythic because I kind of feel that the <clears throat> the ones directly out of Savage Rifts are much more appropriate for the scene. They they fit the setting, of course, by design because it is for the setting. But there are certain things that the Mythic GME requires interpretation, and I may want to know. Are we going to go look for a ley line? Are we going to look for a dimensional rift or something? Um, now, the theory, you know, the idea of Savage Rifts is that your characters all belong to the Tomorrow Legion, a band of do-gooder mercenaries who are just trying to help save the world. Um, obviously, Yakim's not really that tight, so we're just going to pick a mission from the random gem narrator as it currently sits. So let's see here. Mission profile, D20, and we get a 15. Security patrol. All right. So security patrol, page 68. Roll on the distance table. And then draw for trouble. And so how do we draw for trouble? Okay, let's see here. So the way that this sport, you, you roll to determine the style of job that you're going to get. <clears throat> From the job, you can determine the distance from your home base that you need to go. Uh, and then from there, it gives you a list of different tables that you need to roll on to kind of build out and assume you know what this is. Uh, per day, you roll or you draw a card. And for each face card you draw, you run into trouble. Now, trouble is its own table, so... This specifically, this patrol is going to take 2d6 days. That is three days for patrol. Three days. So, and as we come back, about 15, 20 minutes later, Yakim uh, has settled in, uh, made himself probably a really strong pot of coffee. Uh, not that it does too much for him anymore. Caffeine is almost, you know, like uh, sugar water. Uh, it probably does nothing for kicking up his excitement, but it's at least a little something that probably fights off any drug-induced, day, um, you know, haze that he comes up. Uh, Valen is probably still, you know, talking from the other room. Uh, well, you know, maybe if we can get some um, some groceries in here, you guys have to have some farm supply in this place, so we could probably get, uh, maybe get a stew or something tomorrow. At this point, Yakim is just waiting for the drug-induced haze just to bliss him out of the conversation. The radio crackles back to life. Yes. Hey, son, I got something for you. Yakim takes a long sip before he picks it up. Yes. Hey, uh, all right, which, what's up? What you got? Yes, uh, you need something to go out? About three-day patrol? Uh, as you know... Coalition states, they like to poke their noses through here. They, they claim that Kansas is their own. We just need to make sure that we're not being hightailed because 
I always suspect that coalition states takes a opportunity to steal land, but they also really do it to go see if they can find us. Uh, Julian, you really think they give a damn about us? Uh, aren't they preparing to go up and siege Tolkien still? He goes, that's at least what the cover stories say. But you can never quite be too sure, now can you, son? You remember what happened there in Newtown? Yeah, now I remember. All right. Why don't you stop by the bar for some tomorrow, get you laid out on a map, get your radio tuned up, and you can head out first thing. All right. What's, uh, how much of this is going back into the coffers? He goes, no, this one's not necessarily, uh, paid for by our local mayor. This one's for us. All right. I got you, Julian. See, uh, cracks the radio off, tucks it into his pack. Uh, he goes, hey, Valen, we'll be heading out tomorrow morning. If you uh, need something, don't fucking bother me. Go downstairs. Ask someone at the bar. I'll, I'll help you out. She kind of pokes her head around. She's like, you got any fresh towels? Ugh. So, uh, we will call that scene closed. Um, so there's a little bit of boredom and stability coming in on the fate chart, so I'm actually going to drop it down to a five. Shot. And if we look back at our plot list... We have currently got, let's see, new thread list. We're going to add in a security patrol. So we already have take missions for the JLA, uh, Valen and Julian figured pretty heavily, so they'll get added again. All right. So, uh, we are going to go with a chaos factor of five. We have an eight, so this is going to proceed as usual, as we're expecting. So, uh, first thing in the morning, actually, probably about 2 a.m., depending on what time uh, Yakim goes to bed, uh, he gets up uh, the meds as he falls asleep on the floor, just the barest blanket covering up his form. Uh, it's the first time that Valen, as she kind of peeks around the corner, trying to get a sight on uh, this crazy man who effectively tried to kill her, kidnap her, and whatever else that he's done, and is now letting her stay in his apartment. Um, she peers around the corner, and she sees Yakim completely conscious. Uh, his thick hair kind of sticks up like a, like a goat's mane. As he's just laying on his back, uh, forehead over his eyes, and she can see the infamous juicer harness. First off, Yakim is a just an absolute slab of muscle. The, he is sleeping, the blanket just kind of covering him slightly diagonally, but allowing enough to actually be seen. That along his body, his wrist just past his elbow, around the major muscles of his shoulder and then draping down to a very large circle, uh, almost like a uh, like a road map. She sees these tubes. They are sheathed in woven steel, uh, but where they are attached are thick bands that almost seem to press the muscle in a little bit. 
and each one seems to uh, pulse just ever so slightly. And as they circulate around, she can tell this is called, this is the infamous juicer harness. Implanted subdernally, one just beneath his neck and another one somewhere in his, uh, like along his stomach or his appendix. Uh, there are two sets of biocomp uh, computers or biocomputers. Uh, these things regulate the medications that are attached to the harness. He has what looks like what we would consider just an overlarge insulin pump attached at his hip, like a permanent belt that uh, continuously pumps and churns, recharging and building some of these chemicals directly off of his own, uh, you know, body chemicals. Uh, adrenaline is shaped and formed like uh, magic Play-Doh that gets pumped back into his body when it's needed. Uh, even the medication that comes through is just heightened serotonin and uh it is a fascinating process except for you realize of course the human body is not designed to tolerate this massive massive amount of medication all the time and as she uh she kind of watches for a second every now and then the ring uh you know implanted directly over his what would almost look like it circles around his heart but slightly more center uh, and there you can actually see the pulsation a little bit more. As the meds come up from the waistband, uh, it doesn't look like too much. But as it circulates around, of course, the first place it's going to hit to the major organs, it's going to pump directly into the heart uh, as there has to be subdermal, uh, almost like, like feeder roots off of a plant. And each one is actually not just digging into his flesh, but it has been surgically grafted and implanted to go directly to the organ. These uh, harnesses, there's a black market in the millions for them, because usually you have to take it off of a dead juicer. Though getting one implanted, uh, taking part of the juicer augmentation program, it could cost an individual millions, but a lot of, um, a lot of the smaller kingdoms dukedoms, fiefdoms, whatever else is out here, even those in the coalition states heard that there are special operations programs to augment people with the JUICER program. Uh, those foolish enough to volunteer, well, they know what they're signing up for. There's always been promises, of course, that you can detox a JUICER, restore them back to their original form, uh, but the truth is, after a few years, it's a one-way conversion. If you take on this particular program, yeah, you may be able to de detox, but a lot of the people who reform themselves, who go through that process willingly, uh, end up with psychotic breakdowns, mental state that almost border on PTSD as they suddenly no longer feel quite human. There's a high rate of those who decide that a life without that kind of chemical edge is not one worth living. And because of that, the conversion rates are not low because there's a low rate of survival, though there is. The conversion rates are low because at that point, by which one is going? She uh, looks around, realizes, of course, that the majority of his weapons have been stashed. She doesn't see his uh, J9 hanging up against the door like she saw when he came in. Uh, we're going to do something here. Their stealth is 
for uh, Ekeem does not browse as she begins looking through the rest of the the apartment. She finds in the apartment probably some like old rotted food in the fridge. She's not been back for quite some time. A uh, mouse have eaten through like a bag of bread and they've pretty much set up shop in there. They scatter as soon as she opens up to look for something. And she glances around and see, will she be willing? Yeah. I will give this a likely, if not high, like I will say likely that she goes out to try to find something for herself in the middle of the night. Uh, 43. Uh, quickly, quietly, as Valen is not unaccustomed to disappearing without a trace, she steps out of the door. A few hours later, you came. Uh, he hears the quick bio alarm as he is being woken up by his bio comp. Uh, it buzzes through his ears and suddenly he is wide awake like someone who is on their third cup of coffee. Gets up, uh, goes into the bathroom, takes kind of a quick, you know, soggy rag style bath. Uh, gets dressed back up, put, putting on his loose fitting fatigues that help cover up the, the, um, the juicer equipment. Slings on this incredibly heavy looking armor that fits over these broad shoulders. But for anyone else, it would be like trying to wear a poncho of full metal. Uh, he goes over to a uh, closet that he has a lock engaged on, pulls out his weapons, and heads out. Let's see, uh, goes downstairs. He just kind of blinks a little bit and he goes, Huh. Wonder if Valen was still in there. And for a second, uh, she could figure her own shit out. She did after I'll steal my car. The, uh, comes down, goes straight over to the JLA's hiding spot, uh, which is downstairs of this building. Steps in, and of course the rowdy group is already in there. And it doesn't matter the hours of the night. Juices themselves only sleep three to four hours. Chemical inhibition. Kind of keep the, the body on edge and it's only a necessary requirement for the biological function of the brain. He uh, steps in, bartender kind of waves to him, gives him a thumbs up, thumbs down signal. Uh, he kind of looks it over, uh, thumbs downs it. The multitude of screens are already going. News report coming out uh, talking about uh, the coalition states preparing for the initial assault into the territories of Tolkien. Most people there see it and think, well, either we can go fight the coalition states, blood to their noses as they try to go into war with, uh, you know, an inferior force, or, truthfully, let them burn themselves out and strike into their heartlands. Or, who gives a fuck? And then as the groups kind of look around, it's also, well, they've been trying this, they've been talking about this for quite some time. Fuck them. There is no love for the coalition states amongst the JLA. As Yakim goes back into a back room, uh, Julian is already there, uh, sorting through stacks of uh, data pads and looking through. Um, there is uh, just a simple glass of water right in the middle of the table, and uh, even that brand new band or the brand new tattoo he's got on his arm. And the skin itself is slightly red. Anyone else, it would be a concern that it's not covered up and being plied with multiple layers of 
like ointments and tattoo healing, but for a juicer, the body's going to heal on that in just a few hours. Uh, Julian looks up. Hey, son. You uh, picking up a job? Yeah, I called you last night about the patrol. It's like, no, 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 no need to remind me, son. I know. He uh, goes up and lays out a map and then starts pointing out some of the locations. He's like, uh, I think they're going to be coming in, you know. If they're going to be coming in, they're going to take scouting parties. They're going to try to circle around as they, uh, as the little fuckers tend to do. Dead boys and their dog boys, they have a tendency of using the same tactics each and every time. Well, I can't imagine it's going to be too terrible, many of them. So many of them are going up north, but just in case, this could be a faint. Nikim just kind of looks at him and is like, yeah, whatever you say, Julep. Goes, all right. Why don't you uh, head out this way? And he starts pointing out the map. And he said that it's uh, three days. He's like, oh, right about here, it's a um, day and a half out. That should be your midway point. Uh, let's see. A little another fake question to see. Is there another group that Nikim needs to catch up with for this patrol? I will say it is 50-50. Oh, shit. That is... That is 100, which is an exceptional no. He goes, now, here's the major thing there, kid. Um, I ain't nobody from us out there already. And this is effectively unexplored, so... I need you to be smart and keep your head down, all right? You're just going out as a scout. I don't need any heroics. He goes... All right. And actually, technically, it's double zero, which means we have a random event. So let's, uh, now for random events, I'm going to roll on the random event focus table, but then any encounters, if it's combat or something, especially if it's NPC negative or uh, PC negative, or kind of like an ambiguous event, Oh, no, ambiguous event has its own meaning. If it's uh, either the negatives, then we are, or NPC action, then we are going to use the random encounters table in the Game Master's book. Uh, any else, we're going to follow the rules as normal. So let's see here. We have a random event. 54. Uh, move towards a thread. Okay. Let's take a look at our threads list. So, we need to roll a d4, and that is a 3. So, now we need to roll a d10. That is a 9. Choose the most likely. Okay. The most likely doesn't make sense, so I'm going to roll that again. Okay. As a... You know what we're going to say now? We're going to say, no matter... I'm going to still draw for encounters for the three-day trip, but we're going to say, no matter what, there's a minimum of one encounter that's going to occur. So, I'm going to draw for them now. Six of hearts. There's one encounter with the jack of uh, clubs and the Six of Spades. So, we're guaranteed two encounters on this patrol. That is definitely not good for Yakim, who's going out on his own with no real backup. 
And given the fact that it was an exceptional no for uh, whether or not there was a pickup or contact go, this is Yakeem entirely on his own. So uh, we will get to those encounters naturally, uh, depending on when they occur during the day. I'll roll to try to see if I could barrel and it can happen. But Mr. Keem isn't aware of this doomed contract that he's about to enter into. All right, well, just need uh, some basic equipment, stock up on water, some food. Uh, you know what, do you have any um, healing kits or med kits or anything? Uh, I'll say it's considering the fact that the JLA is pretty low on funds. I'm going to say it seems very unlikely that they have spare equipment. Uh, 33, so. This will be the random encounter. I just realized, of course, that the random encounters only occur on a double if they are at or below the chaos factor. So this will determine that he gets two encounters on this particular event. And one of those encounters well, has an extra meaning to it. And we'll get to that when we get to it. Uh, but Julian looks him up and down and is like, oh, we ain't got shit to spare right now, son. As it is, we were hoping for kind of a big score getting that uh, fucking doll out there, but yeah. Nah, don't even worry about it, though. Get you set up with food and water, at least. All right. Kima packs up. Uh, let's see, is it, it's too deep, or let me see here, I need to find out how far away the patrol is. Um, we're all on the distance table, but a negative five. Because this will determine if he needs to take his car or not. <clears throat> so it starts off as a d20. It's a 19. It's 2d10 times, oh, actually, it's a 19 minus five, so the is 14. 3d6 times 50 miles. Use of Okay, so that is 10, 12 times 50. That can't be right. But we're going to roll with it. 12 times 50 is 600? Huzzah. Yeah. To make sure that my math is right there, and I definitely rolled 12. As Yakeem uh, looks over the math again, he's like, Fuck's sake, Julian, you put me out in the middle of nowhere, man. I'm gonna need some fuel, too. He goes, Alright, that's fair. We'll get you stocked up with a couple of jerry cans so that you can make sure you get back to us. Goes, yeah, thanks. Last time I was out there. Ow. Oh. I need a mechanic to take a look at my car, too. It's been fucking up or something. He goes, well, I need you out there today, son. Is it drivable? Yeah, I guess. Just shakes and shimmies a lot. May not be too terribly great in the long run. Because bring it back. We'll get someone to... We'll get one of those eggheads to take a look. All right, man. So, as Yakeem begins to uh, head out, his first day, uh, his vehicle can go for six hours for needing anything special. Six hours, uh, averaging at about, we'll say, yeah, this makes sense, actually. 600-mile patrol 
let's say it's 600 miles out, 600 miles back, 1,200 miles is a long distance. Um, but I'll do six hours at about 50 miles per hour the first day. So that'll be 300 miles knocked off. So this will take him, it said three days, we're going to probably round it up to four just to make sure that the distances make sense. So we're going to draw one more card off the deck. Six of clubs. So he's only got the two troubles. The first day he heads out. I'm going to roll on the chaos pack. Actually, we'll call that first scene done, and we're going to go right into the next day, which we'll do fairly quickly. Um, given the shittiness of this particular job that he just got, we're going to bump the chaos factor up. Uh, in addition, let's see here. Believe the threads list. Uh, he is currently on the, specifically the uh, security patrol job, so we're not going to do too much there. So let's roll for the chaos factor. Four. Okay. So on a four... Remember correctly, that is that is an interrupt scene. Okay. So uh, he he sets out the first couple of hours. Roll a d10, seven, make two adjustments. Five, remove an object. One, remove a character. Okay. see which character we're going to remove because we've got quite a few three no two Claire uh, he radios back in and says hey Julian uh, heading out to the first mile marker I'm going to be getting outside radio range just a little bit I uh, just want to check to make sure is everything alright and Julian comes back Good checking in, son. Um, now I'm going to be heading out in just a little bit myself. I've got a mission i got to go take care of, get some contacts going. So I'm going to be radio silent. Right, you're not going to have too much contact back home. Fuck. Well, I'm going to be heading out here anyway. It's pretty far, so I can't imagine. Now let's do that rule. Definitely below. So first thing we're going to do, we're going to go right into... This is where the first encounter is going to occur. We're going to roll on the trouble die. 17. Yep. Draw an encounter. So, uh, not but just past 50 miles past Dive City. Uh, Yakim on the radio with Julie. He is about to become interrupted by combat. 